ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. I walk out there and, you know, automatically I see Joe Alt and Blake Fisher. I'm like, oh my God, these guys are mountains. Then you have Audrick Estime next to me taking the ball. Like, it's like, wow, like this is the real deal. Like these are guys that are grown men that are, you know, making plays. And I'm like, all right, this, this is college football. Here come the Irish. What a run. Touchdown. Play of the year for the Irish. Bonus episode. Hey, welcome. I'm Corey Robinson, the host of the Indie on NBC podcast, and we're going to get right into this Sun Bowl. Notre Dame taking on Oregon State in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, December 29th, 2 p.m. Eastern. I already have a plan. I already have my little couch set up. It's going to be great. But I will say that a lot has happened in the State of the Union. I'm not very accustomed to giving these kind of speeches, but essentially, in a broad stroke, a lot of people have opted out, including starting quarterback Sam Hardman, um, Joe Alt, Blake Fisher. So we're going to have uh, a new look on the offensive line. Cam Hart, Maris Leofau, Andre Estime. <laughs> so you're thinking, okay, wait a second, isn't there like a lot of starters? Yes, it is a lot of starters. But that also means that a, a lot of players will then have the opportunity to step up and show what they can do. Uh, Javante Jean-Baptiste, he opted in, and he's been named a captain. J.D. Bertrand opted in. So these are these are a lot of developments we need to talk about. Also, transfer portal, a lot of people left. Chris Tyree, Tobias Merriweather, Rico Flores Jr., Braylon James. So that's, that's four wide receivers gone. Um, Holden stays, tight end. Nana Osafo Mensa left. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of, outgoing but then duke quarterback riley leonard came in so there's been a lot of movement i know that's confusing some people also have left coaching posts uh coach jared parker took the head coaching job at troy i mean a lot lot of things have happened but we're still here and i'm still excited to introduce you to our guest the new starting quarterback of this game steven jelly He's he's an interesting guy. We talked a little bit beforehand about this, about his study of the game. He absolutely loves the game. Grew up a Cowboys fan in New Jersey. God bless him. And he was telling me about how he studied Roger Staubach. And I was like, you know who's Roger Staubach? I love Roger. <laughs> I was like, how do you know who Roger Staubach is? A lot of my peers don't even know who this guy is. So I mean, so it's it's a good, it's a good conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. And without any further ado, Stephen Jelly. Hey, pleasure to be with you, Steve. So let's just jump right in here. Um, it's a ghost town on campus. How are you preparing for the bowl game in this environment? That is, I mean, it's your first career start, and it's like a, it's like the weirdest environment. It's not a normal game week. You know, you have like weeks and weeks to prepare. How's it been for you? It's been great. Uh, you know, just getting with the guys throughout bowl prep. Uh, a lot of new faces, a lot of changes, but 
it's been good. You know, Coach Free's message has been, you know, right foot, left foot, one foot in front of the other. Stuff's going to be happening all throughout this time. You just got to keep pushing, keep putting in the work. So it's been good to have a lot of time, you know, with uh, not, you know, having to deal with the school duties anymore. I'm able to kind of spend more time in the film room, watch more stuff, meet a little bit more with the guys. So it's been good with the preparation. And, you know, I'm excited. It's always one of those things that blows my mind when I think about, like, how one prepares in different scenarios. Has the way you prepared thus far been different than the way that you prepared in the past, just as far as, like, how you go through the film and how you watch now that you know you're going to be the guy? Uh, no, it really does not change. Um, you know, having Sam here was a huge help for me. You know, a guy that's experienced, a guy that's played a lot of ball in college and, you know, knows how to succeed and be successful. So him teaching me the right way and kind of his routine, I've really adapted that and, uh, you know, followed that. So really the thing that I kind of, you know, stay true to is my routine and my prep, I feel like it doesn't really change because even when you're the backup, you know, you're one play away and you got to prepare like you're the starter and have the mindset you're a starter going through the week and going into Saturday, definitely. How, how do you how do you balance that idea of like, I, I can I can make a game changing play at any moment. I just need the opportunity. And you go and I've seen you throw dimes. Like, you know, I told you before we got started, I was like, man, a couple of times I'm like, OK, OK, Steve, I thought you'll see you throwing dimes. How do you, um, when you were early in the season, you get your moment, you go back on the bench, you get your moment. How do you stay with that mentality of I'm still the guy, I'm still going to be confident, and when it's ready, I'm going to go out there and blow it open? Um, I think it's a testament to just, you know, treating every rep and every practice as you're the guy, you know. Mm. And meeting with Gino and, you know, obviously Coach Parker throughout the season, like everything that was going on, I was, you know, every before every – uh Every Friday meeting, I'd have my highlights on the call sheet, send it to Coach Parker, and he would know my plays that I liked when going in. So I just trained my mind to get into that aspect of, okay, well, my time's coming and it's time to go. And, you know, it's kind of the cliche saying, like, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of my mindset of what it was. I'm prepared like I'm the guy. So when my time's called, I'm going to be ready for the opportunity. Yeah, let's talk about Coach Freeman. You know, you mentioned him a little earlier in our conversation. What has has your relationship been like with him? I know he's a defensive guy, but the head coach quarterback room thing, I always find very fascinating. Yeah, it's been great. You know, my relationship over my two years here has grown tremendously with Coach Free. You know, he's great uh, on the field, but especially off the field with the things that he's been able to teach me as a man, his experiences as a husband, a father, you know, those, you know, life lessons that, you know, he's been able to teach me and kind of preach to me have been very valuable. And then obviously as a defensive minded guy there's little intricacies that I can pick his brain of stuff and tells and stuff that he looks for and then you know seeing how can I translate those back into offensive terms and you know use those when I'm out on the field but coach free is awesome you know I have a lot of love for him and everything he does for me and the program and you know he's the best coach there is and a great leader and there's been a lot of movements I know you can't talk about necessarily everything but just as far as building rapport with your offensive weapons, there's been a lot of transfers out. But how do you just kind of take control of that locker room and build that rapport with the group you have now? I think, one, it goes, you know, just putting the work in. You know, guys see you uh, in the facility. Guys know that, you know, you want to win and you want to do the right thing and end the season on the right note of, you know, getting to 10 wins and winning the Sun Bowl. So I think putting in the work, one, earns that respect from your teammates. And two, like I said, showing that, my prep and, uh, you know, my routine uh, resembles that of a starter. So, you know, guys kind of notice it a little bit and understand why I'm doing it. And then, you know, when my reps come in practice before 
I was a starter, I would treat those like those are ones reps, those are games reps. Like I'm in Notre Dame Stadium getting ready to take a snap. So kind of that routine of what's been going on. And, you know, those guys that, uh, you know, are new out there, I've been making plays all throughout bowl prep. They've been doing a great job. They've been studying really hard and they know what, uh, you know, what this opportunity is, you know, individually for everybody and also as a team. So I think my relationship with them, you know, is was close and now is even closer. And uh, our offense and that group of guys, our unit, have been close all year. And really the thing that has helped them much is the love we have for each other and kind of how we go about our days, you know, the confidence we have in each other to make plays. And, you know, I love those guys and I love my teammates. Yeah, like I said, a lot of new faces on the receiving core, a lot of new faces on the offensive line yeah. as well. So I, I'm curious because, um, you know, you seem like a very thoughtful guy. So I, I, it's going to be kind of out of left field. But when, when you think about um, – that, that first time when you saw, like, okay, this is a different level. It could be when you were a little kid, too, but, yeah. like, this game is being played at a different level. For me, yeah. it was when I went to, like, a Houston Texans practice, and I was like, this is what NFL looks like? You know, yeah. when was that moment for you where you're like, wow, this is this is it, elite? I want to say my first spring ball practice. I mean, I, I walk out there, and, you know, automatically I see Joe Alt and Blake Fisher. I'm like, oh, my God, these guys are mountains. Like, this is this is unbelievable. And then, you know, you see Mike Mayer run a route or block a guy an inside run. Like my first team reps was like an inside run rep. So I'm down there and like the call's getting yelled at me. I'm like, all right, let's let's get lined up. Let me try and snap this thing. And then you have Audric Estime next to me taking the ball. Like it's those guys that are going to be playing on Sundays or are playing on Sundays right now. Like it's like, wow, like this is the real deal. Like these are guys that are grown men that are, you know, making plays. And I'm like, well, all right, this this is college football. And to play at an iconic program like Notre Dame, I mean, I would love to hear your journey and how you how you got here. But I mean, you think about iconic programs in the world of sports, you might throw like, you know, Real Madrid, you might throw Barcelona. I mean, but in football, it's Cowboys and Notre Dame. Yeah. And I know you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah. So what, what was the process like for you to choose Notre Dame? Um, you know, growing up in Jersey, there's a lot of guys uh, that go to Notre Dame. When I was a little kid, my brother played with Brandon Wimbush. Jason and Justin Amilola. So, you know, I knew guys when I was a little kid, like, as I was a ball boy for them, like I knew guys that were going to go play at Notre Dame. So I always thought it was cool. Um, you know, my great uncle played at Notre Dame. So my mom was always a big fan, like Notre Dame games and football were kind of always around in my family. And then, you know, as you go through recruiting and schools come in and out and, you know, Notre Dame comes to my school and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is, this is Notre Dame. Like, you hear about, you know, the most national championships, all Americans, Heisman's, like all of that stuff that glorifies this program. Like you're like, wow, this place is special. Like I wonder why so many people come here and then coming out to visit, meeting the coaching staff and just, you know, that first time you step on campus, like I can still remember it. Like you see that dome in person, you see touchdown juice, you're like, wow, like this is a special place. You know, there's really not anywhere else, you know, on a college campus that you could see all this stuff. Do you remember the first time when you when you um, laced it up and put the helmet on and you were going to go get that first play call out in there on the center? What, what was that moment like for you? Are you talking about like yeah, yeah. It, 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 at Notre Dame Stadium as the as the quarterback? What was that? Do you remember uh, what that feeling was like? Yeah, I mean it it was uh, it was pretty cool. Um, obviously, my freshman year taking a few snaps, so like mm-hmm. kind of you know meaningful sma- meaningful snaps that I took like this year in Tennessee state, like going out there and, you know, hearing my name getting called and like just kind of 
taking it all in, you know, you stand there for a sec and then you got to kind of come back to reality. But I can still remember that moment and like that picture in my mind of, wow, like this is a really cool experience. So what do you want to do um, beyond the game of football? I mean, what, what are you, what are your passions and interests? I mean, this is years later down the road, but I mean, have you started to think about it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, I, I love the game of football. Um, coaching is definitely something that I would consider. Also, sports broadcasting. Um, nice. I love to talk about sports. You know, I, I love to kind of analyze. And like I told you before, uh, I feel like I'm a big student of the game and kind of football is kind of almost that goes on 24-7 for me. So I would love to get in some sort of sports broadcasting or, uh, you know, sports talk. And um, I know Sam said the same thing when I asked him. He's like, I, I want to do TV. Yeah. I, I'm curious, like, what, what is that relationship like between you and Sam to, to learn from someone who's had so much experience and, like you said, success at that position? Sam has been awesome, you know, from the day he kind of stepped on campus in those couple of weeks when, you know, you're kind of feeling out something new and seeing who somebody is. Like, spending only, a, what, 10, 12 months with him, it, it's felt like I've, you know, known him since I was in high school, like, he has taught me so much. He's been a huge help to me as, you know, a player, as a quarterback, but also as a person, you know, as a man and things that you need to learn and life lessons that you need to understand of playing quarterback and especially at, you know, a university like this where, you know, football is, is a big matter and, you know, there's a lot of stakes into it. But he's one of my best friends and he's a great mentor for me. So having that relationship with him was awesome. And, you know, we pretty much talk almost every day. He really took me under his wing and, show me a lot of stuff and you know it's been great that now you know my time has come and you know I've learned a lot from him and I'm ready to translate it one thing I've always really admired about um Sam was his poise in the pocket I told him so and I'm curious like with you um what what is like your in your opinion your highlight of you know this is my key thing for me it was like I said I, I just like Sam was always cool I was like how's yeah. that guy all cool all the time like no matter what's going on what's yeah. like oh man like that's Steve's thing you know he's always whatever um, I think it would be confidence, you know, and, you know, kind of cool, calm, collective, you know, confident, cool, calm, collective. I think like those are things that would kind of be on my level and something that would be described me. It's hard to kind of say for myself, you know, it's easier yeah, when somebody else would uh, kind of label it for me. But, you know, as a quarterback, I feel like you have to have those traits, you know, whatever's going on, you got to be able to weather that storm and, you know, lead your guys because everyone's looking at you for the call. You know, you're the first guy that's going to be touching the ball when the play snaps other than the center. So you got to have those traits. You got to have that confidence. And I feel like you got to have that mentality. I'm excited to see the confidence played out at the Sun Bowl. One last thing before we head out, um, I just want to talk about campus life because, Notre Dame is a very special place in that regard, um, how it's like the football team isn't necessarily separate. So what are your favorite classes that you've taken at Notre Dame? Do you have a favorite professor? Uh, professor Chris Stevens. I don't know if, if you know Chris yeah, Stevens. Yeah, of course. Professor Stevens class. It was a sports, uh, sports management class. I, I really enjoyed learning like a, a guy that, you know, played basketball at Notre Dame and then, you know, went on to another level, but also had a lot of success in the business world, you know, kind of hearing his real life stories and, you know, how the connections and the network of Notre Dame and especially being an athlete here, it takes you, you know, years and years on as you graduate and leave this place. And then finally, what is your favorite campus tradition? I got to say, you know, the, the victory march, like walking in the same, like the player walk. I feel like that's super cool. Like I used to see it on college game day when I was a kid. And then like now I'm, I'm one of those guys walking through it. You know, the place is crowded. 
the bands, you know, playing the songs and, you know, it, it's really cool. It's a really nice kind of couple minute walk before you get in the stadium and get ready to go. Yeah. Soak it all in, man. It happens so fast. It happens so fast. Well, I'm excited to watch you do your thing out there on the Sun Bowl, man. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to come chat with us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, so Oregon State, they're going to be without their quarterback, DJ Uyunglele. He entered the transfer transfer portal. So Oregon State's eight and four. They're looking for the ninth win. Notre Dame's trying to get to that double digit ten. Like Steve said, this is something worth playing for. Not, you know, not only to cap the season off the right way, but almost in my mind, the way I see the bowl games these days, or like here's the new cast. You know, because everyone's opting out or they're transferring. So this is a great opportunity to kind of get to know some of the younger players, players who've been waiting, you know, like bullets in the chamber, waiting for their opportunity and to see them kind of break out and then uh, get us excited for the next season and for and for spring ball. So without any other, I mean, this, this is it. Bonus episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I will be there on my couch watching the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl December 29th at 2 p.m. Eastern. I hope you will, too. <laughs> be sure to subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and I really hope that we can enter into 2024 with a, a beautiful win. Wouldn't that be something? One of the best holiday gifts. Go Irish. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.